and we are live welcome to the program right now you're seeing just a screen uh let's see it should be a screenshot of just a bible and there it is um welcome it's 9 p.m eastern time in on a friday night july 12th uh, 2019 of course and um i'm joining you live here uh, an hour later than uh, I have been in the past couple weeks, and um, if you notice the um, the title of the podcast or vlog or whatever they call these things these days, um, it's just going to be a question and answer and random Bible study. Um, it's just going to be whatever. So let's go ahead and get the screen going here for those that are watching live. Um, let's see if there's going to be anybody on tonight. 9 p.m. on a Friday night. I don't think there might be very many people tuning in, but that's okay. I'm trying to get better at just doing this stuff, so there I am. There's my smiley face. Hmm. Try to be smiley. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm I'm with you tonight here live. Uh, so if you do join at any point in the in the uh, in the podcast program or whatever we're calling this, um, make sure you leave a comment in the in the chat and I'll see it and then I'll be able to respond to it as soon as I can. So um all right, so I just posted a video last night. Um I th I thought it was extremely uh it went extremely well. I uh it produced videos. I it just seemed like that there was there's less uh like right now I'm, there's less us and uh don't know what to say. So but I think it went pretty good. And uh, it was about uh, Hebrews chapter 7 and who was Melchizedek. And we discussed how it was God manifested uh, in in a uh, form that Abraham could see. Um, whether that's, you know, however he did it, but he was Melchizedek. We, we, we brought up a lot of good points out of the, out of the Bible. And um, it's kind of hard to, I guess... I wouldn't say it's kind of hard to say that, well, it's it's not scriptural to say that. Um, some people may disagree with it. But again, like I said, um, just watch the video, turn to your Bibles, read in your Bible, follow along, and um, hear what you have to say. Um, but if you disagree with it scripturally, I'm more than willing to be corrected um, by the scripture. Um, so again, 9 o'clock here, a little past 9 o'clock, and we're... And we're streaming. Hopefully, we don't have any uh, live stream, I guess, technical difficulties that we did last time. So, um, we'll see. Um, so, let's start out. Like I said, this is just going to be random. And I don't really have um, any sort of things written down here. It's a blank piece of paper, as you can see. Nothing on there. And um, I'm just trying to... Um, write down anything and maybe somebody posts or like I might have to um, study later or whatever. Uh, so that's prepared and ready to go. I don't need this right now. Put this over here. You know what? Let's put it back over here. All right. I'll get myself squared away eventually. Um, it says one person's watching. I don't know who that is. Uh, if you're watching, and uh, leave a leave a chat, leave a comment uh, down there, and uh, I will respond. But let me know who's joining me throughout this time. Um, 
anyways, so we've been going through the book of Hebrews on Friday nights, and and then, like I said yesterday, I, I posted a video. Hopefully, you've seen it on Hebrews 7. So the next chapter in, in the book of Hebrews would be Hebrews 8. So why don't I just start out um, by reading he, down through Hebrews 8. I'm not going to really, um, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to really bring anything out. I mean, it uh, as the Spirit leads, but uh, let's read down through here. Uh, verse 1 of chapter 8, now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. All right, so this is starting out just basically saying all these things we just said in the first seven chapters. Remember, it's a letter, so there was no chapter breaks. Um, whoever the writer is of Hebrews is saying this is the sum of it. Here, here it is. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesties in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. See, he wasn't speaking about the tabernacle in the wilderness that um, man constructed uh, through God's instruction, but it's talking about something else. It's talking about something greater than that. Um, for every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices, wherefore it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. We spoke about that already, that the priest had to offer sacrifices for their own sins as well. For if he were on earth, he should not be a, a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, as we just got done talking about, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle for See, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. All right, so real quick, we'll bring up a little bit more about this next time. Um, possibly next time, but I don't know what is going to happen. But um, so when he went up into the Mount Sinai, Moses, speaking of Moses, um, God spoke to him and gave him a lot of instructions. He gave him um, the all the Levitical laws. And everybody thinks he just came down off the mountain with just 10 commandments and that was it. And they just made the rest up later. No, God gave all these instructions, uh, including how to build the tabernacle. And it says there, notice a pattern. There is a definite pattern to the tabernacle. Um, I, I like talking about this. Uh, this is a an example of something. If you go back and read um, in the Exodus and different things, as the children of Israel went through the wilderness and after the tabernacle was constructed, God told the children of Israel, he said, look, you know, again, paraphrasing, he said, I want these certain tribes. Remember, there's 12 tribes. I want these certain tribes up here to the north. I want these certain tribes to the east, to the west and to the south. Now, how they were constructed, there's even an account of how many men were in there and so like men with families and so forth and so on so you get a kind of a rough estimate if you work it all out it, if you look straight down if you had like a bird's eye view if you had a helicopter um, in those ancient days and you look straight down in the center of that camp would be the tabernacle but that's also the center of what's across now these are a pattern they had no earthly idea about any of this this was a mystery but it's revealed to us now in the new testament when we look at the pattern of christ jesus and what he did for us on the cross it's amazing to look at it and it's not a coincidence by the way it's not a coincidence that god said don't camp in the northeast or, or northwest or whatever he said north south east west and it's in the shape of a cross if you're looking at it with the amount of numbers it's simply amazing um 
but it was again for a pattern. And we might uh, next uh, next podcast or whatever we'll we'll go into that a little bit more about that pattern. Um, again, as uh, if God will. Um, all right, verse six. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is a mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Uh, that's interesting. There's two different covenants there, and um, the, as it says there, it's better promises in the second one. Remember, this is to the Jewish people. They would understand this language very clearly um, and what it's trying to say to them. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the day comes, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Remember, Jesus was of the tribe of Judah. Um which was the kingly or the royal line where Dave, through King David. And remember, we talked about that in the video, or go watch the video on Hebrews 7, and I think we covered it in other chapters as well, but that the priesthood was through the Levitical tribe, or the Levi, the tribe of Levi. And um, But Jesus Christ was a better priest, priest after the order of Melchizedek, because, again, he was Melchizedek. Awesome. Um, not according verse nine to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant and I will regard them not saith the Lord. Um, I'll bring up something about this. Uh, there's, there's what's called a replacement theology saying that basically God is done with it, with his chosen people. He's, he's says, oh, I'm, I'm through with you. I'm, I've moved on to the Gentiles and I'm, I'm through with you. And now the Gentile church or the church, there's no Greek or, or Jew there. We're all one in Christ Jesus, which is true. Um, but Jesus Christ, God said he made some promises to the, um, the nation of Israel and those things will come true. God is not a liar. Remember, we read that already in Hebrews that uh, God cannot lie. Um, so this replacement theology, uh, foolishness is exactly that it's foolishness. And it's, uh, at one point in time, we'll go through that, um, together, but it is, it is simply foolishness. It makes God out to be a liar. If you believe that God is through with the nation of Israel, they have to get saved the same way we have to get saved, uh, in this dispensation, but God is not through with the children of Israel. There's promises still left to be fulfilled, and um, they will. In the time of Jacob's trouble, as it's called in Jeremiah, God's going to deal with the Jewish nation again. The children of Israel will be dealt with again. Um, when the bride, that's us, is caught up, then he deals with the nation of Israel. It's called Dan, Daniel's 70th week. It's all sorts of different things, uh, prophecy in there uh, that we'll get into for sure. Uh, but again, folks, just because somebody's passionate about something and want to pull some scriptures out of out of context and, and do some, make sure you're testing and trying those spirits, whether they be a spirit of truth or a spirit of error. So this is the only way we can test those spirits. So... Um, Make sure you're you're going through that, and I would like to teach through that and make sure that I'm 
I'm able to help anybody that would be able to, is willing to be helped through the word of God. Um, and that is my desire at let this mind be in you, not let whoever's mind be in you, let Christ's mind, the spirit of God teach you all things. So, uh, that's a little bit of a caveat, but again, this is a open Bible study. Um, we're not trying to stick to any kind of script tonight. So we'll go down all sorts of rabbit trails. This is a rabbit trail, which is, I'm really fine with because I'm really good at that. <laughs> I, I tend to chase rabbits. So uh, that's good. Coffee at nine o'clock at night. Oh, well. All right. So where did I leave off? Where did I leave off? Uh, saith the Lord. Yeah. Verse 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. Oh, wait a minute. So just because he says in the previous verse, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant. There's still one there that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. That will happen again. They're in the land, but it's not their land yet. Just because there's a nation that called themselves Israel doesn't mean that they're, that's, they're possessing God's inheritance for them. God set up a covenant with Abraham, and they he will fulfill it in the time of Jacob's trouble. After that time is over, he sets up a millennial kingdom. When they finally call out to them and recognize who he is, their Messiah, they will recognize it. There's all sorts of uh, scriptures and Amos and all these different minor prophets back in the Old Testament. And trust me, it's an, I, I've been studying it for years and years and years and years and years uh, because years and years and years ago, I was kind of shaken to my core. I don't want to say shaken to my core, but I, what I would like to say is that um, some things came out from some people that I, I highly respected. And when they did, I was like, oh, man, I, I better look into this. Because I wasn't rooted and grounded in the truth, um, I would start to kind of lean a certain way. But once I started getting rooted and established in the word, and I was like, all right, let me put this away. I, no more watching videos and all this kind of stuff. Let me just study this out. Let's see what the word of God says. And I came to some pretty strong conclusions, um, not because I was taught of man, but because I went to God's word alone. And there's some things in there that if you read them out of context and you don't rightly divide, you're going to be all sorts of screwed up or think there's contradictions all throughout it. But if you read in its proper place and who it's speaking to at the time, um, God's word becomes clear when you allow the spirit to teach and not somebody else to just run home there or ram home their agenda. So that's what I encourage you to do with this channel. Let this mind be in you is not brother. Michael D'Angelo is not the one that should be teaching you these things. I should be reading and, and teaching God can is using me to teach, but you should be testing and trying that by going to the textbook, so to speak, and say, is this teacher speaking his own opinions or is this coming straight from the word of God? So that's what I encourage you to do because that's what I want to push Christians towards, not traditions of men and um, religious systems. And, and the, well, so-and-so church father taught this 
a thousand years ago, so it's necessarily true. Come on, folks. Human beings are fallible. God is infallible and cannot lie. So let's go to his word. By the way, he said he would preserve it. That's why we, we speak about the King James Bible here. I believe that he's preserved his word in English, uh, and that's the King James Bible. Another subject for a longer day, and there's some good material out there about that subject, the people that have studied it out extensively. I haven't studied it out that extensively. I just take the Bible for it, its word and says um, that he will preserve his perfect word and he's established it and if we don't have his perfect word today then again god's a liar and you see what i'm saying he cannot lie so if if somebody says we don't have the original manuscripts and how can we know that we have the the word of god wait i know that we have the word of god because he's promised it and i lean on those promises so and i believe that that is this bible i have right in front of me well not necessarily just this bible but King James Bible, so, which is a nice Bible, by the way, we bought these, they're not, I told you I was going to chase a lot of rabbit trails, um, local church Bible publishers, and it's the note takers, it's the, it's, man, it's iron calfskin, it's really nice, I like it, I highly recommend it, and, um, you know, local church Bible publishers is not uh, paying me anything for that endorsement, but, you know. I enjoy it. I bought my wife um, a similar one. It's a has a different cover on it, but um, they're really nice. Has really uh, good margins in the on both sides of it. It's good to go. I love this Bible. All right. I went on a huge tangent. I'm completely lost now. Mm. Oh yes, speaking about in verse ten that. Um, he will be, it says, I will be a, to them a God and they shall be to me a people. That land is promised and will be delivered to the children of Israel, which means Jacob. That's a fancy way of saying Israel. But uh, anyways, Oop. sorry about that. All right. Verse 11, and they shall not. Teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me for the, from the least to the greatest. That's interesting because Jesus Christ will rule and reign physically on this earth uh, from Jerusalem. So that gets into an interesting discussion of, well, what happens to, you know, faith during that time? You know, we're saved by grace through faith. We be, we believe his word. We have faith in what he has said to do. And that's his finished, have faith in his finished work on the cross. Uh, the death, burial, and resurrection for the remission of sins. Um, okay. Well, faith is the, uh, I'm going to butcher this verse, but evidence of things hoped for, or substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, they're going to see Jesus ruling and reigning. It says he's going to rule with a rod of iron. Everybody's going to know. Um, because it said here, know the Lord for all sh shall know me from the least to the greatest. Now, after a thousand years of being ruled by the God of this universe, um, here on this planet, people are still going to rebel. It's Satan's going to be loosed for a little time uh, because of prophecy and because God is sovereign and I don't question God and 
Satan's going to be loose for a little bit of time. Remember, he's bound for a thousand years with a chain. He's let loose for a little bit. He deceives some nations. They come and he and God, Jesus destroys them, just like that, gone. And then it says he makes a new heaven and new earth. He recreates creation um, as he created in the beginning. Perfect. What a day that will be. But um, that I think that's an interesting verse, and that's a pretty clear description of the millennial reign. This is speaking of the millennial reign of, of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to bring up a little bit of meat. I firmly believe that Hebrews is doctrinally for a dispensation of, of the time of Jacob's trouble. I believe that the Jews will be reading Hebrews and like books like James and, and others. They're going to be reading that during the time of Jacob's trouble. And a lot of this stuff is going to be cleared up because they're going to be going through that Daniel 70th week, that time of Jacob's trouble. And boy, it's going to be very clear to them. A lot of things are going to be revealed. Some of these things are still, we can, we just kind of like, Oh, I, I don't really understand what it's talking about there. Well, it's not for us in this, and we can glean some, um, you know, instruction in righteousness, but it was like, Oh, wow. That's, I don't really understand that, but this is pretty clear. Okay. Um, this is a, to me, it's very clear that it's a, um, a reference to the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. But, uh, uh, verse 12, for I will be, uh, merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. Will I remember no more. Hmm. Right for right now. Jesus Christ doesn't remember our sins either. He's cast him as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered no more. It's covered by the blood. It's gone. It's the justification has happened, just as if I've never sinned. Now, sanctification takes place, man, minute by minute for me. I mean, it just it's just it's a constant struggle. Um, but it's speaking here that their iniquities will I remember no more. Again, I believe in the thousand-year reign of Christ, and there's going to be some that um, I believe that it's going to be, uh, it's mentioned, it's Gog and Magog. Anyways, I don't want to get into all that right now, but um, it doesn't speak of the Israelites or the children of Israel um, rebelling. It speaks of other nations, but besides that. All right, verse 13, in that he saith, a new covenant he hath made the first old, now that which decayeth and waxeth, waxeth old is ready to vanish away. So that's Hebrews 8. We'll, we'll cover that a little bit more um, next time. Um, but um, that's that. Hebrews chapter 8. Just re reading it through real quick. Okay, let's uh, check the, the live stream. Absolutely nobody is on here. Well, it says one, but I think I think sometimes that's me. I don't know. Is somebody there? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Speaking into uh, the ether right now, but that's okay. All right, so um, I'll tell you what I do right now. I'm going to just speak through a little bit of my testimony, um, just a little bit about myself. 
um, hopefully this is a help to you out there. I'm not going to get into any kind of sort of um, specifics. Um, I, I don't think that that's necessary. Uh, but I've mentioned before on this channel that you know I was raised in the in a in a Christian home. Um, I was saved at an early age, although I I don't necessarily question that. Um, I think I think I I think I was at an early age, but I think it was a little bit more late. It was later on. If I wasn't saved at an early age, it was a little bit later on where I finally understood what that meant. I was a little bit older. Um, I think that's when I. I think that's when I truly got saved. I, I tell people, um, my mom led me to the Lord. I, I remember this very vividly um, in Campbellsville, Kentucky, when I was five years old. I remember it. She was there. Um, by the way, hi, Mom. I'm sure you're not watching right now, but I'm sure you will later on. Um, but she was doing devotions at night, and I remember laying there in the bed. there in a small little house there in Campbellsville, Kentucky. And, uh, you know, I, she was mentioning something about, uh, being saved and I said, what is being saved? And she walked me through it and all the scriptures. And, and I, I, I believe I understood at the time, um, because I remember this, I remember the moment and I'm not doubting that. Um, it's just, it's kind of hard because at, you know, at five years old, you're not really, I guess for me, I wasn't really aware exactly of what sin, of being a sinner in in the eyes of God really truly meant. If you catch what I'm saying, I I believe that I did come to salvation though at that age. But when I was eight years old, I also remember on finally understanding what that meant. And um, I was at a I was at a youth camp, and I was just like, wow, I, I think I think that's for me. And that's when I really felt that conviction. So I'm not saying it was an empty thing. Mom, I, I you know, I, I still hold to that moment. I still remember that moment. Um, but I believe it was around, I think I was eight or nine years old. Um, it was in the summer of, I think it was the summer of 89 or it might have been 90. So I would have been eight or nine. But anyways, um, that's not important. The important thing is, is that I, I know that I got saved at an early age. Let's put it that way. Um, and I was raised up and I, in, in a like, in Christian home, uh, I was always at, at church, you know, uh, we weren't, we did not miss. Um, and then my dad was called to, um, pastor a church in Martinsville, Indiana. And, um, you know, raised up a typical, I, I played sports. I played basketball, that was my thing. I mean, I had to play basketball and, uh, even I'm only five, nine, but I was decent. I wasn't a, you know, I thought I was better looking back. I have some old videos. <laughs> Look, looking back at them old videos, I, I I'm like, wow, I wasn't all that as good as I thought it was, but <laughs> it's, um, I was okay, but I wasn't at the time I was like, man, I can, I can, I know I can play at a college somewhere, but when I look back at those, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Maybe a division three school. I could, uh, I don't know, be the water boy or something, <laughs> but, uh, 
anyways, that's not the point. The point is, is that, you know, I went through, I went through a time in high school and everything like that, you know, all the typical stuff, you know, I was messing around as far as like, oh man, you know, I got to have this girlfriend, all this other kind of stuff. Just not, not living, not living a sanctified, spirit-filled, spirit-led life. Let's put it that way. Um, and then when I got out of high school, um, I moved in with my buddy and, um, started going to college and working and, and, um, I moved out of the house, obviously like right, I think the day after graduation and, um, you know, just didn't, didn't live right. Let's just put it that way. Um, I did that for about a year, joined the Navy and, um, you know, once you really, really get on your own, that's, I don't know. I was just, I wasn't rooted and grounded in the word. I knew, I knew I was saved. I knew I had the judgment of God on my life because I'm telling you folks, um, I wasn't getting away with a lot of stuff. I was being chastised and chastened by the Lord all the time. And I knew it. I knew it. And, but that just continued. I got married when I was, uh, Let's see, 2003, I would have been 20, oh, I was 21, about to turn 22, a few days later. I got married, you know, we lived a, uh, me and my wife, we lived a, a non-sanctified life as well. I mean, we just, we just, we weren't rooted and grounded. I keep bringing that up, but it's so important that, see, we were trying to live our lives being a cultural Christians, you know, we were in church on Sundays, you know, we, we thought we were doing the right things by doing that, but we were partying and stuff the, the night before just, we just, we weren't established in the word. And, um, so we just lived that way for years and years and years. And I'm, I think it was probably, I think it was probably, even though we were active, and I don't even know if that even means anymore, but in, in a local church in, in Mississippi, when I was stationed down there, um, I, again, I was, I wasn't still, I was getting into the word of God. Like I said, I was, I was studying, I was doing these things, but I was living through my own power. And what I mean by that is that I was living, uh, my life with a lot of head knowledge. I mean, I was studying a lot at that time. And, but what I realized about shortly before the birth of my daughter, once we found out that uh, my wife was pregnant uh, with my daughter, Millie Grace, something, I I'm, call it the conviction of the spirit. I, something in me just said, you know, you talk um, I was teaching a Sunday school class or helping out in a Sunday school class, but the spirit of God was like, you know, you talk a big, big game and I'm going to get real, real, real with you. I, I struggled with things. I, I, man, it was just bad. And the spirit convicted me, uh, that I just was not being led by the spirit in a lot of things. I was doing things under my own power and, you know, the, the, the spirit of God just said, Hey, look, <laughs> you talk and talk and talk this game and people see you from the outside and they say, Hey, that guy's got it together. Look at that. 
know, he looks nice, you know, as far as he wears a suit and tie, you know, he's, he's, he's there all the time. And, but folks, it wasn't all that real. I mean, I was going through a lot of motions. I was going through a lot of things. Um, but once my daughter was about to be born, I realized that I needed to start turning a lot of things over to God. I was doing things in my own power. We were trying to get out from underneath a, a bad financial decision with a house at the time. And I, I just was struggling with a lot of things. And I still do, by the way. I don't, this is by no means a testimony saying I have it all together. Um, but when my wife was pregnant with my daughter, I was just, I was like, I got to stop living this fakeness. And um, God forgive me for living so many years just being a fake, I don't want to say a fake Christian, but Christian means Christ-like. Um, and I wasn't being very Christ-like a lot of times. And um, so, but my daughter was born. We moved up here to Pennsylvania. Um, I'm stationed in Maryland, just over the state line. But um a couple years ago when she was only a couple months old and um no let's see she's her birthday was in march so april may june july right so she's two years four months old and um so it was a little over two years ago and um some things happened there's a lot of different testimony uh things that i can go into and I'm, i'll share with you a lot of things happened that made me realize that I needed to cling to God's word and to his spirit and be led by that alone. Not in any man-made traditions and being um, seduced is, uh, I guess, a good word for it by tra the trappings of, of a big church building and this has to be there acquired and everything like that. And finally, there's just a lot of things that happen. I, I don't want to get into it, but... Um, they just basically, it was the spirit breaking me and saying, look, you're, you've committed to live a spirit-filled life, but you're still trying to do things in your own power. And um, again, like I said, I don't have it all together, but thanks be to God that he has started removing a lot of scales from my eyes. And the word of God has become so rich. And, um, it, a lot of things have just been jumping off the, off the page, just being revealed. And that's not a spooky thing, but once you start understanding that this is a spirit discerned document that was penned by the spirit. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's penned by the Holy spirit as the Holy spirit moved, men wrote down what the Holy spirit directed them to do. And that's who's also our teacher. That's what that's in First Corinthians two, and so forth and so on. So, as, as since that's happened, I mean, it's it's been great. I I cannot uh, describe to you how good it's been, and uh, we still struggle. Um, there's no getting around that. I mean, I've been we struggle with like temptations of getting in the flesh just like anybody else. Um, 
but thanks be to God that uh, he's delivered us from a lot of things. So um, I just want to share a little bit quick part of my testimony and um, kind of just lay my heart out there for anybody that ever watches this. Um, I don't think anybody's watching right now, but um, that's just me opening up and, and putting that out there. So um, that's my testimony of, and man, if I could just go, if there was some, if it was possible to go back in time, boy, I would have started that at a much earlier age. I would have stopped fighting the spirit. My, my flesh was winning out in that battle because I was feeding my flesh and still do, by the way, still, it's still a struggle. And I, I still got a, a daily, um, deal with all those things, but, um, I know I have an advocate and I need to stop being my own advocate and, uh, lean on that advocate even more than what I still do. But let that be an encouragement to you that, um, and also be a warning to anybody that watches this, that's a young person that's maybe being raised up in a Christian home. Your parents may be spirit filled, spirit led Christians that are just living for the Lord on a day to day basis. But that doesn't transfer over to you just because they're your parents. You have to have a daily walk with Jesus Christ or you'll be in that same boat. So let that be a warning to you. Um, please, please, please do not follow um, what I did. So I turned 38 years old uh, in December this year. And a good majority of that time has been of those 30 some years have been a waste. So trying to now uh, not make it uh, through the, the power of the spirit. I'm trying not to have it be a waste. All right. I have somebody else. Uh, looks like my live stream is being watched now. Uh, somebody else joined in. So if you're joining um, and you just join, drop a little uh, chat there so I can know who's, who's uh, checking in and uh, just let me know. Um, you don't have to, I mean, I'm not forcing you to, but it'd be nice to know somebody's out there watching. If, if you are, go ahead and leave me a line. This is a, a Q and a question and answer, random Bible study, me going on tangents. And, uh, we read through Hebrews eight earlier, um, which is the next chapter we're going to be covering in, in Hebrews. So, but, um, yeah, that's that. So any questions out there? Um, uh, there's been a few, uh, my wife left a comment about studying about in the age of feminism, what's, what's a, a, uh, what was that? I can't remember exactly what she said, but talking about, um, uh, the biblical role of a, of a, of a woman and, um, you know, I want to, I want to make it very clear that the Bible is super clear about that kind of stuff. But again, we have to be given over to what it has to say. And a lot of people reject that. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, um, to follow the pattern that God has laid out. Um, and again, I, I don't want to be the one that has to sit there and tell you, well, the, if you do this, 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 and this, you're going to be a, 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 a spiritual, um, woman or man for that matter. But, oh, my wife is the one that's watching. All right. So, oh, speaking about uh, a weaker vessel, she must've heard me upstairs. 
Hi, honey. Um, but speaking of the the Bible mentions that the um, that the wife the 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 woman is a weaker vessel, and um, well, I'll touch on that just a little bit right now. I, I like to I like to describe it this way: when you look at a weaker vessel, let's let's use the term and 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 understand that when it says weaker, it has nothing to do with your physical strength. Because I will make, I will just tell you this right now. If anybody watches this video, I want myself to be very, very clear about this. Looks like somebody else joined too. Hello, whoever's joining, um, write something down in the chat and I'll, I'll get you whatever question or just say hello. Um, but as far as the weaker vessel goes with what my wife's bringing up, um, women are not weak physically. Okay. I, my wife is way tougher than me she was we got sick a couple weeks ago and man she had it bad but she was still trooping along it hit me and i was a little baby okay um it hit me hard but uh she's incredible it has women give birth they carry children i mean like all these things that men could not do if they if they if they tried um, I, I think I saw him. What was that? Like, a? it wasn't a meme. It was a video of these guys. They put on these, um, these little devices and it mimicked contractions or something like that. And these guys were freaking out. It hurt so bad. So no thanks. But getting back to the point is it has nothing to do with strength, phys physical strength. Now we know it's not hard to, um, see that, you know, men are built and designed by God to be physically stronger. I mean, it's just the way it is, folks. Uh, right now, um, <laughs> this is some current events, you know, since this is a live Q&A and random uh, talk. There's right now, you know, with the women's soccer team, and they're making all these, uh, you know, these comments about all this kind of stuff. Look, men and women are different. God designed us differently, okay? Um. My son is not even anywhere near, he's 18 months or so younger than my daughter. I, I can't do the math right now in my head, but uh, my son is almost stronger than my daughter already. And he's, he's, he's a tank. And um, it's just the way it is. So it has nothing to do with physical strength, getting back to my, my illustration. So since it doesn't have to do with physical strength, it has to do with preciousness. Or, so I'm going to compare it to a, a vase, vase, whatever, however you pronounce it. But the fine china, the, or the uh, really precious vessel, when it talks about a weaker vessel, that's what it's speaking about. It's not speaking about necessarily the strength, but how precious it is. And so as a role as a husband is supposed to be to guard and to protect his most prized i don't even say possession but gift from god man was alone in the garden of eden and god created him a help me not to lord over and to rule over and to and by by no means but he gave him a precious jewel a gift a precious thing to take care of and by the way now we're on the subject of adam and eve it says that 
Eve was deceived, but Adam knew full well what was going on. Now, God commanded Adam, you know, Adam was created first, and he told him not to eat of the tree, and Adam knew full well what he was doing when he did eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eve did, but it said that she was deceived. She didn't, you know, when the devil came as the uh, as a serpent, all this kind of stuff, uh, she was deceived by him. Adam was not. Why was she deceived? See, that, that convicts me as a husband because he was, I can't say this a thousand percent sure. Maybe he did tell her and maybe she still was deceived. I don't know. It, besides the point, but I need to be taking care of my wife, both physically, mentally, spiritually, the, the, so forth and so on, because she is the weaker vessel, meaning the more precious vessel. That's my most prized possession. And again, don't take that the wrong way, but gift from God. And um, I'm sure she's listening somewhere right now or, or whatever and, and will tell you that I don't always treat her that way. Sorry, honey. Um, I need to do better. I love you. All right. Uh, so that's the weaker vessel. We may go into that like a lot deeper. There's a, there's a lot of scripture on that. And I think modern feminism and all this kind of stuff has, has destroyed because it's of the world has tried to destroy God's design. Well, can't happen. This book right here will tell you how to be a good husband, a good wife, a good man, woman, boy, girl, it, it don't matter. The instructions are here, but it says we have the mind of Christ, First Corinthians chapter 2, but Philippians chapter 2, it says, let this mind be in you. How much of the Holy Spirit has of you at that moment? So be spirit-filled, spirit-led, as we've said on, the, on, this, on this, uh, this channel over and over and over and over and over again, and I will keep saying it because it's important. Don't don't think because you're going to a, a church building three times a, a week and, and out there and just busy, 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 that you're necessarily spirit-filled and spirit-led. You could be. Um, only you know that. But uh, God says that one day uh, our works will be tried. What we've done for Christ will be tried through his eyes, the flaming fire, and it's going to burn away all that wood, hay, stubble. And all that's going to be left behind is things that you did through the power of the Holy Spirit and not through your own power. So for the right reason. So anyways, we've we've covered quite a bit of stuff tonight. Um, it's been, I, I like talking about this stuff. I would really like it. And if you anybody watches this and you're stuck with me through the 46 minutes that I have been uh, rambling on, um, I would really like for this chair over there to have somebody sitting in it and um, to do these kind of things in a live kind of setting where we're just, we're, we're talking back and forth as brothers or uh, in, in Christ and, and speaking on these things. So if you would like to do that, let me know. Uh, we'll work it out. Um, if you, if you're in Arizona, Maine, anywhere, and we can we can work it out to uh, through some sort of I guess like Zoom or like Skype or Google Hangouts or whatever. However, we'll make it work. Um, 
I would love to speak with fellow brothers in the Lord about these uh, types of things and have live discussions. Um, I believe it's important, brethren, for people that are lost to see what true Christian fellowship is all about because they see a lot of fake. They see a lot of counterfeit Christianity. Let's call it that cultural Christianity where people just live one way when everybody's eyes are on them. But then when the world sees them, when they don't think, you know, those people think that nobody's watching them and they're like, Hmm, man, that's fake. I want them to show them what real true fellowship is about. And I know on this, on the video, um, you don't, if you're watching this and you don't know me personally, I mean, you, you're like, oh, how do we know you're even telling the truth? I don't know how you know that. Um, in a lost condition, these things are foolishness, as the Bible says to you. But um, I, I want somebody here. I want to do these live broadcasts. I want to do, um, you know, speaking on different topics. And if you're watching this and you've made it, 49 minutes into this video which i don't know how long people watch these videos for but if you've made it this far and you disagree with something i would love to have you on as well um if you're near the uh south central pennsylvania area and you want to stop in drop me a line and we'll we'll work something out or google hangouts or whatever so um that's uh what's going on so I would love to do that. Um, it doesn't look like we've had any kind of technical difficulties tonight, which has been good. Um, I want to just, as we wrap up, I want to finish at an hour. Um, and that's here in about 10 minutes. As we wrap up this last 10 minutes, um, I have a question. If anybody's technically savvy out there, my last video didn't post to Apple podcast. Um, the one on Hebrews seven, which if anybody understands how all that works, maybe something's happened or somebody understands what's going on with that. If you're watching this on July 12th, yeah, it's still not uploaded. I, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't even know if this one will get uploaded over there to the uh, my uh, Apple podcast channel. But that's, a, I mean, I'll have to contact him, I guess, and figure out what's going on. But um if you have any ideas for topics you'd like to discuss, um, questions, comments, concerns, um, I, I'm I'm ready for that interaction. Um, I, I want interaction, but as God wills. So, if God's laid something on your heart you want to talk about, uh, Christian, um, if you're lost and you want to question some stuff. Please comment. Um, go over to the Facebook, um, our f Facebook page, which is Let This Mind Be in You Ministries. Search for that, pull it up, and um, you can message me right there. Um, there's also, I believe it's in the uh, About section here on, excuse me, uh, the About section here on on YouTube, um, where it gives. I have a email address on there uh, that email address if you want to email me I'll just put this out there 
Because, again, like I said, I don't know who's watching this 51 minutes into this. So I want to make sure I give it exactly right. But it is L-T-M-B-I-Y at Yahoo.com. Let this mind be in you. So L-T-M-B-I-Y at Yahoo.com. Email me. I'd love to hear from you. Um, start filling up that that uh, email and uh, asking questions. So you can you can contact me on L-T-M-B-I-Y. Let this mind be in you. But just spell it out with the first letter of, of that. L-T-M-B-I-Y at Yahoo.com. Let this mind be in you ministries on at, on Facebook, or you can drop a comment here on YouTube. So um, I appreciate you joining me tonight, uh, or if you didn't join at any point in time and you're watching this later on, I still appreciate you making it through 52 minutes of this live, but it's been Q&A and random Bible study speaking on different topics. Um, I gave uh, my testimony, a little bit of it. I mean, I didn't go in, like I said, I'm not going to go into detail because quite frankly, I'm ashamed of a lot of those details. Um, you know, I, I'm sure I'm wearing short sleeves tonight. So, you know, I have the, I have the scars to prove the fact that I was not living a sanctified life, um, many times. And, you know, you know, it's, it's what it is. Um, uh, I wish that I could go back in time, but I can't. But I do know that um, built a lot of wood, hay, and stubble through those years. And uh, I want to at least have some sort of gold, silver, or precious stones to give to my Savior one day. Um, I just want something, a little bit. So I'm going to strive to try to do that. And um, from this day forward, you know, every day is a new day. Um, it's a struggle. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. I am by no means think that I've arrived spiritually. Um, man, I fail so much as a, as a, as a husband, as a dad, um, as a Christian. <laughs> so as a, uh, a brother, as far as the, uh, both physically speaking and spiritually speaking. Um, I fail as a son, uh, both physically to my mom and dad. You know, I, I'm sure I, I did a lot of things that disappointed and let them down before. And, you know, spiritually, I'm a, I'm a son of God. I'm a, I'm a child of the king, and I don't act like it a lot. So, um, but be praying for me that I can, uh, I can live more in the spirit and, and be directed as he sees fit, um, be in prayer for me. I'm praying that the Lord will build this ministry. Um, it's not always just going to be live YouTube videos or YouTube videos or um, anything. I, I want to build a ministry, but only God can truly build it. So I want to build it. I would like what God has laid on my heart is a ministry that helps Christians get rooted and grounded and in the word and get away from this uh, structural Christianity. This, this, okay, this is, this is, uh, if you follow this point, this point, this point, you're going to be, you're a good Christian. 
I don't. I want people to be spirit filled and led. I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to share that passion with others. And I want them to, um, through the Spirit's conviction, understand that it's through His power um, so that we can stop playing around with Christianity, our Christianity, our Christian walk. Just stop playing around and get serious because it is super serious. It is eternally serious. Um, And you may be the only, you may be the only ambassador of, of Christ. Um, that's what we're called. We're ambassadors. Um, we, you may be the only ambassador somebody ever gets to see. And are you representing your kingdom as far as the kingdom you belong to his kingdom? Or are you representing yourself? Oof. So I want this, I want this, this, that's what this ministry to be about. Uh, of course, to evangelize and you know and and spread the gospel and just to preach the gospel, just to proclaim the word, um, the good news of Jesus Christ. Of course, and but this I want this also to be a a help and a strengthening of Christians. And um, contact me if you got some ideas on, um, or if you would just like to talk to me if you're a you're watching this down the road or whatever and you and you you have some questions about the ministry or or where i stand doctrinally on some things um and you maybe you line up with me doctrinally or you you say well it it seems like you're um you're being led uh, by the word and nothing else and you'd like to be involved somehow in this ministry again let me know Uh, again uh email L-T-M-B-I-Y, let this mind be in you, at Yahoo, L-T-M-B-I-Y, at Yahoo.com. Email me there, and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I possibly can. All right? All right, so it's been uh, a a fun hour. Um, I I think I'm getting used to talking to a camera a little bit better now, even though it's still really weird, weird to do. Uh, but my wife said something uh, very good to me the other day. She said, uh, you know, if if God has truly laid this on your heart to do, do it for the Lord. And it doesn't matter what else the results, who's watching, who's supporting, who's encouraging. It just doesn't matter because I should be leaning on he that is in me instead of uh, because he has overcome and he's made us conquerors. And we are more than conquerors through him. So that was encouraging. Thank you. Um, you see, my wife is a help me. Knocks me upside the head and is like, hey. And those were some good words the other night. So um, I appreciate you joining me. Um, thank you so much for um, if you watch this video down in the future. Um, again, Apple Podcasts, let this mind be in you. L-T-M-B-I-Y, let this mind be in you, L-T-M-B-I-Y, just those letters, L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. Let this mind be in you ministries on the Facebook page and um, be joining us next time as we'll we'll come out with even more stuff and uh, I look forward to it. All right, so I appreciate you. Um, If you've watched this video, God bless you. Uh, Christians, let's be 
about the word. Let's be about the business of our Heavenly Father. And um, so that's going to be it for tonight. Join me next time, hopefully next Friday, maybe back at 8 o'clock. I'm just not sure what's going on yet next Friday. I'd like to try to do this at least once a week and also try to, like I said before, put out more videos. So that'll be it for tonight. I really appreciate you joining me here uh, on Let This Mind Be In You. And um, tell all your friends. Bye-bye.